The round of 16 resumed this evening with two enticing encounters. At Anfield, two European heavyweights played out an end-to-end -end thriller, which somehow ended goalless. The right footed clears away downfield, and that is that. The tie remains on a knife edge going into the second leg. And it was a similar story in France as Barcelona were given a real test by Lyon. Here come Lyon on the attack and off the crossbar, and to Stegen up quickly to make the gather. So no goals, but plenty of entertainment. All the best analysis and reaction to come from both of tonight's first leg ties. So stay with us right here on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. Welcome to the show. I'm Rob Daly and I'm joined by the European football expert Chris Parrott. Chris, no goals on a Champions League match night. How often have we said that? Well, Messi, Lewandowski, Salah, Mane, Memphis. We thought this is going to be a feast in front of goal. Nil nil in both games. Um, we are searching through the record books, but that does not happen very often. And it wasn't for any lack of trying because in both games there were chances galore. It just didn't quite happen. It means... These two ties are set up fascinatingly for the second leg. In the most pointless classified results of all time, <laughs> they finish Liverpool nil, Bayern nil, Lyon nil, Barcelona nil. And we'll begin with that match at Anfield with the five-time winners. Liverpool took on the five-time winners. Bayern, Steve Wilson, describes the action. Plays it long to Mane. And here's Firmino for Liverpool, edge of the area. Firmino, lovely little ball. Keita, was it handball? Mane puts it wide. Great chances it fell to Sadio Mane. And he turned and swivelled and pirouetted too much and swept his shot wide of the post. Sadio Mane should have put Liverpool in front. Mohamed Salah here for Liverpool, edge of the penalty area. Firmino's round the back. Firmino square! wide from six, seven metres out. Once a corner, he hasn't got it. Another chance goes. Back to Milner, to Robertson again. Level the edge of the penalty area. He'll swing it in left footed. Mane! Saved by Neuer at his near post. I'm not sure he was going in, but Neuer wasn't sure either. Liverpool have a corner. It's about the first real thing that Manuel Neuer's had to do, actually. Wicked ball in, he did very well to get across. Well, Steve Wilson uh, joins Chris and myself now. Steve, funny, entertaining, bizarre game that finished goalless and who do you think will be the happier team tonight? Well, I've been thinking uh, about this second leg. If Liverpool are to progress, it will have to be a 100% improvement on their performances away from home in the group. Um, yeah. if, if, if they play in the way that they played in their three group matches away from home, they will lose. There's, there's no way they can play against Bayern like that and go through. So they will be looking for a huge improvement. Having said that, um, Bayern drew 1-1 at home to Ajax in the group. Very good Ajax side. Um, if they draw 1-1 at home to Liverpool, they're out. Um, Liverpool will unquestionably go to Munich fancying their chances of scoring a goal. And if they score a goal... Bayern have a problem. If yeah. Liverpool score the first goal, Bayern have a problem. Bayern will have a problem if Liverpool score a goal 
at any point mm. up probably until Bayern are three goals clear because if they're 2-0 up and Liverpool score then Liverpool are right back in it at three and Liverpool get one then you're saying they still have a nice cushion but Bayern cannot feel comfortable until basically they're three goals better off than Liverpool now is that going to happen to a Liverpool side which has Van Dijk back in their defence may have Lovren back in their defence um I'm not sure it is. Yeah. I think this is going to go. It's going to be on a knife edge as it is now and until we've played 90 minutes of the second leg. Yeah, Bayern looked the happier as they left the pitch at Anfield. Um, I think when both teams wake up, I think it's about 50-50. I really do. I think drawing 0-0 at home, whilst you're disappointed not to have won, is actually never a bad result, particularly when you're without one of your crucial players in, in Virgil van Dijk. I just wonder whether Bayern who will be happy to have drawn, might have attacked a bit more. They got a Liverpool early doors and they did have chances. Liverpool did look shaky. Um, as the game went on, they seemed happy with the nil-nil. It's funny because Niko Kovac said before the game, this one won't be nil-nil, sort of <laughs> chuckled. Um, maybe he knew all along it would be, but um, um, both teams talk about endeavour and effort. They looked shattered as they left the pitch. It was a proper Champions League knockout game. Um, and I can't see much different when actually maybe the way that Bayern will have to come out a bit at home might just suit well, Liverpool uh, as well. Um, Chris says 50-50. I think you said a moment ago the possession statistics were 53-47 in Bayern's favour. I may say the tie, <laughs> That's the tie lies about... Uh, about 53-47 maybe in Bayern's favour. Uh, I think so too. Uh, let's hear from the Liverpool camp now. We're going to hear from uh, left-back Andrew Robertson. Uh, but first, the captain outstanding tonight, Jordan Henderson. Um, we had enough chances, I feel, especially first half, to, to score one or two. Um, but it's not, a, it's not the worst result in the world, you know. We've got to go there, put on a performance. But I, I thought performance level was good. You know, like George says, we've kept the clean sheet. Um, you know, we could have scored a couple of goals, but look, it's now now the tie's still well and truly alive. And um, you know, we need to go over there and believe that we can cause them the problems we did tonight. And um, you know, if we get a goal, it's crucial. Uh, what will be key, perhaps, from a Bayern point of view, Chris, is that Joshua Kimmich, I mean, we're talking about yeah. Van Dijk missing the, uh, the the first leg, and we know Thomas Muller will be absent for the second leg again through suspension. Massive loss after picking up that yellow card at right back. Very early on, and he had a very good game, a number of crucial interceptions. Um, but I, I think you've... I mentioned that perhaps Bayern could have attacked more. I think you do have to give them a massive amount of credit coming to Anfield. It, it's been a difficult season, although of late they've actually won a lot of games particularly at the back it's been a difficult season individual errors chopping around the team never quite sure who's going to be playing at centre half so to nullify although it's not quite been as prolific this campaign a Liverpool team at Anfield in the Champions League um, they deserve huge credit so I think Bayern will take a lot from the game they'd love to have Kimmich um, for the second leg um, and they're not going to have I, him I, I think you might say that that Obviously, there can be injuries in the intervening period in, in, in domestic games. But it will be a stronger Liverpool side in the second leg than it was in the first leg. I'm not sure it will be as strong a Bayern side in the second leg as it was in the first leg. That's why I'm going 50-50, you see, not 53-47. <laughs> uh, you imagine Rafinha would come in as the replacement right back for Kimmich uh, for that, yep. for that uh, second leg. Uh, from a Liverpool point of view, Steve, the, a criticism that has been levelled at them, particularly since Coutinho departed just over a year ago, is that when teams sit deep against them, they actually struggle to find a way through. And we've seen a couple of semi-frustrating results against West Ham and Leicester so far this season. 
do they need to play against a team that's willing to be a bit more adventurous to really get a result? Well, this is this is why I, you know, Liverpool will go very much feeling that they have a chance because, obviously, if the game is nil-nil, then you know we go beyond 90 minutes. But in every other scenario, Bayern Munich are going to have to win to go through which means that they have to take chances, which means that Liverpool will get chances. And they will feel that if those chances, you know, is Mane going to continue to, to I mean, he missed probably two good chances tonight. Is, is Salah going to go another 90 minutes without really having any yeah. chances at all? Is Roberto Firmino going to go another 90 minutes without having any chances at all? Um, I think that's unlikely. I think Liverpool will be very confident that they will score uh, at Bayern and the question is how many do Bayern score against the Liverpool defence with Van Dijk back in it Bayern will probably say will Robert Lewandowski go another 90 yes, minutes with, absolutely. With, with, yes. he had one half chance where yeah. Fabinho did well to snuff it out I, I thought Liverpool were were the nearly men at Anfield Naby Keita you mentioned Coutinho Keita he has that ability to get away from people and, and he, he almost got it right on numerous occasions until he was substituted for the fresh legs of James Milner. I thought you had a glimpse of if he's in full flight, if, if Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp can get him between now and the end of the season in full flight, he can be the man when teams sit back. Well, we saw him break those lines break a little those bit. Lines yeah. And then not not quite deliver the final pass. I thought, I thought the first half was one of his best halves for Liverpool. I don't think they've seen the best of Naby Keita yet at, at Liverpool. Um, I thought he played extremely well first half, um, lost his way a little bit and then obviously got changed. That was got changed from Milner, but that was possibly just a case of getting in fresh legs. Kate hasn't scored yet for Liverpool, which is which is slightly strange because actually his goal scoring record is is about one in four or something yeah, like that. Pretty good in Germany. Germany yeah. um, yet to score for Liverpool. I, I, there's more to come in a red shirt from him, I'm sure. And, and also true of Fabinho. But Fabinho... Um, whilst you know he has been criticised at times, he came to Liverpool and virtually didn't play at all in the first eight or nine weeks of the season. A fleeting substitute appearance here or yep. there. He has become a very useful utility player for Liverpool, actually. Um, great stats as well for Fabinho overall on challenges one and headers and everything tonight. Uh, Jordan Henderson, we talked about him pre-match and we talked about him half-time, Chris, about how well he was performing. It was one of his, I think, best performances in a Liverpool shirt in, in recent seasons. Yeah, because we wondered how much Liverpool would miss Fabinho in central midfield, given he was filling in for Van Dijk. And the answer was, was not that much, because Henderson was terrific. He was a real leader. Um, he covered back. And in the first half, there were so many little errors on both sides. But Henderson was the man who bailed Liverpool out. He also produced one outstanding long ball for Salah, which led to a chance. Um, I, I think Henderson quietened a lot of his critics or should have done with that performance tonight yeah. um, he was excellent just to, that, that one moment because I thought Liverpool dealt very well without Van Dijk the one moment when they didn't was when Joel Matip almost scored an own goal and was very fortunate very early on that his frankly his effort I thought it was Lewandowski because he caught it so well from about <laughs> five metres out hit Alisson straight so they had a bit of luck at the start Liverpool but as a defensive unit and I include Henderson in that um they did very well. It, 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 I've just realised what a, what a presumption I was making by suggesting that Liverpool may not pick up any injuries in the in the intervening That's domestic true, matches yeah. because they actually have probably their two biggest domestic matches of the season, or certainly two <laughs> of the three, in that on Sunday they play Manchester United at Old Trafford and they also play the Merseyside derby at Goodison Park. 
prior to the second leg against Bayern. So um, a Merseyside derby normally brings a tackle or two. <laughs> it certainly does. Uh, take something out of the legs. Uh, gents, uh, we'll come back to you as well for Man of the Match from uh, uh, this game. It has finished Liverpool nil, uh, Bayern nil. We can see Jurgen Klopp being uh, interviewed by international TV crews right now. Uh, we'll get his thoughts later on in the show. Next, we go to France, where Lyon took on Barcelona in their round of 16 first leg. Mark Scott saw this one. Here come Leon on the attack and off the crossbar. And to Stegen up quickly to make the gather. Well, Terrier in the side today after scoring a fine goal at the weekend with a fizzing effort from fully 25 metres out that crashed off the Barcelona crossbar. Rakitic, Coutinho wide here for Jordi Alba. Alba and Suarez! How did he miss? Luis Suarez from the penalty spot puts it wide when everybody expected the net to bulge. Mark Scott joins us now on the show. Mark, will that go down as a frustrating night for Barcelona? Uh, yes, it certainly will, Rob, when you think about the amount of chances that they had uh, in the game. Uh, I think it was about 25 attempts in total and they just weren't clinical. You know, the front line that we've got so used to seeing being so proficient in front of goal. Messi, Suarez and then Coutinho, uh, when he came in, were, were all wasteful and um, Leon deserved plenty of credit for their performance as a whole. But Barcelona will go away wondering why they were so off colour, really, especially in a forward capacity. How much is is it of concern, Mark? Not just their, their recent performances in Spain and the build-up to this, but now their, their European away form, particularly in, in the knockout stages of the competition. Yeah, I mean, you think about the fact that they're heavy favourites uh, to progress to the quarterfinals of what would be the 11th consecutive season, but that poor finishing uh, this evening leaves the tie really in the balance and uh, you mentioned their form generally they've now drawn four of their last five matches in all competitions um to be honest with you i think that the major concern for them will be the midfield three that they they went with sergio roberto Ivan rakitic and sergio busquets in midfield it's uh, it's a very combative trio but it was a bit clunky at times uh, it was a bit too rigid they weren't able to get much fluidity into their passing and i think that's generally what cost them this evening they had a player who, who in theory can rectify that kind of problem and we've already brought him up in the context of liverpool and that is felipe coutinho we talked about him pre-match mark about the fact that in barcelona's strongest 11 he probably isn't in it he came on did he have much of an impact in the game he did but he came on for Usman Dembele who was arguably Barcelona's best player in the match until he was withdrawn he created a few opportunities he went close he forced a couple of very good saves from Anthony Lopez the Portuguese international who had another excellent game between the sticks for Leon. so although he did okay when he came on he was no more impressive than Usman Dembele so I don't think that you would say that the uh, strong starting 11 would include him based on how they played in France this evening. And from a, a Lyon point of view, they must take a huge amount from this performance. I know they haven't won at home, but they've held Barcelona. Um, and given the fact that Barca haven't got an away goal, they're going to travel uh, to Spain in, in pretty high spirits, aren't they? 
They'll be absolutely delighted, Chris. Uh, it's their first clean sheet in the UEFA Champions League this season. Not a bad side uh, to get it against. Uh, as I mentioned just now, Lopez was brilliant as ever. Denier was a real rock at the back. He was magnificent throughout the game. The first half was full of energy and industry. They had a hatful of chances denied by a wonderful save from Marc-Andre Stegen when he hit a tremendous strike from Terrier onto the crossbar. The one disappointing performance for them would have been Memphis Depay. He was uh, charged with uh, taking over the mantle of Nabil Fakir, playing in the hole uh, just behind Moussa Dembele. Really struggled to make an impact in the first half. Bit better in the second period, but still nowhere near the level he would have wanted them uh, to, uh, to perform at. The good news, though, is Fakir will be back for the second leg. This was the kind of tie that would have suited him down to the ground. He'll be back for the return leg uh, at the camp now, and it is a tie that Leon will really fancy their chances in. And you feel Memphis Depay, Chris, ultimately, while he can be so influential, is a better player wide. He is more effective when he's wide and cutting in and shooting from distance or inside the penalty area. And when someone with the trickery and the, the cleverness of Fakir can give him the ball in a nice position. Exactly. And um, that, you know, you think of Leon drawing nil-nil and having chances. If you add in arguably their best attacking player, there's going to be a lot for Barcelona to worry about. Um, Barcelona at home nearly always score. Um, we've seen them blow away opposition um, in the last 16 continually, frankly. So look, I think Barcelona are still big, big favourites to go through. But as ever, when Barcelona don't win a game, there'll be all talk now for the next three weeks. And if they go through, there'll be all talk before their next away game in the Champions League as to how they start winning big games away from home. 2 0 0 draws in their last three games, largely down to the efforts of Leon defender Jason Denea. Let's hear from him. Yeah, I think we, we are happy because we didn't concede the goal and for us it was very important and for defender is the most important. So I think it's a good game in everybody know the player from Barcelona. So yeah, we try to do our best. We try to defend uh, together and close the space and I think it's what we, we did good today. Yeah, every time I looked up at the game, Mark, it was him making a block from a cutback or a cross or making an important challenge. But from Barcelona's point of view in front of goal, so that's no goal from open play in three matches. They got that penalty against Real Valladolid. I see Ernesto Valverde sitting down for his press conference now. This will be concerning for a team that boasts some of the best forwards in the world. Yeah, I think that um, the fact that they didn't score is a concern, but just their general play, Rob. I mean, they, they grew as the game went on. They had uh, long periods where they had masses of possession, but at no point in the game did they really hit that top form, that top speed that you are used to seeing Barcelona play with, that sort of verve and swagger. That was, that was absent. And I think more than the fact that they haven't scored this evening, the lack of that will be a major concern. Uh, Mark, thank you. We'll come back to you a little bit later. Mark Scott across uh, the goalless draw between Lyon and Barcelona tonight in the UEFA Champions League. Let's turn our attention quickly to a preview of Wednesday's action. Great games on the way. Uh, let's start with Schalke against Manchester City. Uh, that game being played in Gelsenkirchen in Germany. Let's get the thoughts of the City manager, Pep Guardiola. We are confident. We arrive in a, with a, with many dreams in our heads, you know, to do a good competition, to make a good game tomorrow, and of course that pass to you know to make a good game and especially to try to score goals. It's important, so important a way to to try to score at minimum one goal. 
Uh, Pep Guardiola there, he will be without. John Stones, Gabriel Jesus and Benjamin Mendy, a long-term absentee. Uh, Steve Wilson, City will be fancying themselves to get some kind of result and certainly score in Germany tomorrow night. It's almost impossible to stop Manchester City from scoring a goal over yeah. the course of 90 minutes. It's something that, you know, people have tried many ways uh, to prevent City from scoring. Um, you can take the view that blanket defence might do the job. You can take the view that the best form of defence is to attack and that that might do the job. But Manchester City almost always score a goal and they will be, um, I think, strong favourites in this tie over the two legs. Um, there's no such thing... Uh, whatever team Guardiola puts out there, there's no such thing as a weakened side. So really, uh, the injuries are almost neither here nor there, though I, I, I understand what you're saying. But Manchester City have at least two world-class players in every single position of the pitch, and it will not worry them at all. And they're playing against a, a Schalke team who have conceded a lot of goals. Um, I just wonder whether City, um, all, all, well, all the teams playing Wednesday have watched everyone else in the last 16 play and this is the time when the contenders start to step forward I've seen a very good performance from from Paris Saint-Germain um, if you think of the absolute favourites but they will have watched Real Madrid struggle past Ajax and they will have watched Barcelona not being able to beat Lyon and Pep Guardiola and Manchester City are considered in that bracket I think in terms of the personnel they have and it's a chance to really step forward and say we're the team to beat at this early stage albeit of the knockout stages well, I mean, Manchester City have to be. If anybody is going to break the um, the cartel, if you like, yeah. of, of Real Madrid, <laughs> then you would have to look as Manchester City as perhaps being the most likely contenders to do that. There is not a stronger squad in European football. No. There is not a more in-depth talent base in European football. And they have one of the great coaches of all time. So why can't Manchester City... Um, go all the way in this competition. They will believe absolutely that they can. They may, even Manchester City squad, may be tested because they are now beginning to talk about winning a quadruple, which in English terms is absolutely unprecedented. They have their first final coming up this weekend. Um, if, if that is on for Manchester City, then that really does ask questions of even a squad as talented and as uh, strength in depth as they have. Games every three, four days till the end of the season. The by extraordinary the way. thing, sorry if I may say, the extraordinary thing is that Guardiola, even when he has been putting Manchester City out against third or fourth tier sides in the early rounds of the English FA Cup, has put out sides of extraordinary strength. <laughs> yeah, he has. Um, and I felt sorry for some of their opposition. <laughs> uh, and you look, you know, I think they put seven goals past Rotherham. Um, at Manchester. There was no concession whatsoever to whatever might lie ahead for Pep Guardiola and Manchester City in his team selection for that day. It was a it was a team which could have been selected for a Champions League final, and it was against a third tier team. Uh, Rotherham getting a mention on the podcast. Delighted with that <laughs> as well. Uh, by the way, they've scored forty nine. I know there was a nine nil in that as well. Forty nine goals in twelve games. Frankly, uh, ridiculous. And, Sch and Schalke struggling in Germany, of course. Chris, quick one on Atletico against Juventus. Um, a, a few players facing their former club. Ronaldo going back to Madrid. Lots of nice stories there. Yeah, uh, Ronaldo had an unbelievable goal-scoring record. And remember, this is why he was brought to Juventus for the knockout stages of the Champions League to get them over the line. Mario Mandzukic, who's been brilliant um, going back to, to Atletico. Paolo Dybala will start, which was a bit of a, a decision that Max Allegri had to make. Tell you what, look, we had two nil-nils on 
Tuesday. If you'd said before the last 16, what game will finish nil-nil? I might have said Atletico against Juventus, <laughs> even with the attacking strength, because it will be very much a cagey chess-like affair. Not one for the faint-hearted. Liverpool nil by nil, of course, tonight. Let's hear from the Reds' manager, Jurgen Klopp. First half, obviously, when we, when we had to force it a little bit. It was um, not a day where it clicked in the first minute, and then from that moment on, you, you could get it. So, and they were, you saw it. Bayern is physically very, very strong. Yeah, so, and it's difficult to come through. And then we made our life a bit more difficult, even with um, the last pass today, I think. I don't know how often, it looks like 10, 12 times, but it was a promising situation. Start either a good counter-attack or where around the box, won the ball back and we gave it immediately, shot them in their legs again, so it was uh, doesn't make, of course, too much sense. So the positive is, of course, the result is absolutely okay, the best draw you can get. Uh, Jürgen Klopp there, 0-0 uh, with Bayern tonight. Chris, you got a good stat for this one. Yeah, I, I mentioned it at the start, and thanks from elsewhere. Only once uh, in the round of 16 has there been two goalless draws on the same night before this evening. That was in 2016. So, uh, for the second time ever, 0-0 in both games. Chris likes to get the last word in. Gents, thank you very much for your company this evening. That's all we have time for on Match Day Live. Liverpool, nil, of course, Bayern, nil. And in France, it ended Lyon, nil, Barcelona, nil. Make sure you join us from 19.30 Central European time on Wednesday evening for full commentary of Atletico Madrid against Juventus and extended updates from Schalke as they take on the Premier League champions, Manchester City. Until then, from Chris Parrott, Steve Wilson, Mark Scott and myself, Rob Daly, it's goodbye. Here come Leon on the attack and off the crossbar and to Stegen up quickly to make the gather. Well, Terrier in the side today after scoring a fine goal at the weekend with a fizzing effort from fully 25 metres out that crashed off the Barcelona crossbar. Plays it long to Mane, and here's Firmino for Liverpool, edge of the area. Firmino, lovely little ball, Keita, was it handball? Mane puts it wide! Great chances it fell to Sadio Mane, and he turned and swivelled and pirouetted too much and swept his shot wide of the post. Sadio Mane should have put Liverpool in front. Rakitic, Coutinho wide here for Jordi Alba, Alba and Suarez! How did he miss? Luis Suarez from the penalty spot puts it wide when everybody expected the net to bulge. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.